What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Oye, mi gente, I just want to give you a heads up. The program you are about to hear may have some explicit language. It may not. It also depends on where the vibes and the spirit leads us. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Morenita, a deep dive into the Latinx experience. With Morenita, we want to create a community and a shared space with you while sharing knowledge and inspiration. This show is about celebrating our culture with guests who exemplify the best of us. I'm Darlene Castillo, y te invito. Oye, mi gente, today we have the hilarious, the charismatic, just all-around amazing human and actor, Christopher Ramirez. And we are talking about our love for language. Now, not just any old language. Well, actually, it is kind of old. Here, I'll give you a hint. To be or not to be, that is the question. Got it? For those of you who don't got it, we are talking about Shakespeare. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Don't switch it off just yet. I challenge you to give this one a close listen because not only do we talk about our love for Shakespeare, but we connect this with our love for our language, Spanish, and our relationship with both of these languages. I know, I know. How do we do that? Yeah, keep listening. 
Chris goes even deeper into how he has been a true follower and lover of Shakespeare, but found himself being rejected and told many a times how Latine people had no place in these classical prestigious pieces. Chris has looked at all of that rejection dead in the eye and faced it head on to prove all those people wrong. He created his own path and studied at the University of San Diego and the Old Globe, which only chooses seven lucky actors to enter their master's program. Now get this, tuition is free while you get paid a stipend to receive your master's, and Chris got one of those spots out of those seven people. Where do I sign up? Now, he talks about his journey to Shakespeare as well, and how where he went for undergrad did not really encourage his journey into the classics. It gets really real. I totally felt this conversation because I too am a lover of Sir Shakespeare. In case you didn't know, I studied at the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Arts, and I played Caterina in Taming of the Shrew. I also drank tons of cider and met the most wonderful people while living in London. But Shakespeare changed my life as an actor, and I have an obsession with the language. Now, I had some similar battles, such as Chris, but to hear from another fellow Latine actor literally take all these battles and win the war is pretty epic. Oh yeah, did I mention that Chris will be making his Delacour Public Theater debut at Shakespeare in the Park in As You Like It as Touchstone? I mean, talk about rejection and turning it into the most badass move. Oh, Latine people can't be in Shakespeare. Oh, Latine people can't be in a Shakespeare piece. Cool, I'll just book one of the most prestigious Shakespeare theaters and go star in the show. Super casual, Chris. Congratulations. I want to give a warning as well that this episode contains bird noises, Shakespearean accents, laughter, joy, knowledge, and so much pride within our language. For the love of language, Bain Vito. Welcome to Morenita. Oh my gosh, Dale. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Come on, Dale. Um, So (sighs) Christopher, or do you prefer Chris? You know, I'm kind of feeling out both. When I was like uh, in grad school, I was like, it's Christopher. (laughs) I'm getting my master's degree. It's Christopher Michael Ramirez. But now, now I'm like, yeah, that's pretentious. I mean, you know, yes, there was the, the name I was given, you know, by my, my parents, but Christopher, Chris, whatever kind of, you know, sinks into your mouth the best, whatever you like saying the best, you know. Where did you go to grad school? I went to grad school at the University of San Diego and the Old Globe. They have a partnership program and they bring seven uh, actors in every year. We aud- I auditioned in New York. Um, they bring in seven talented actors. The lucky seven. That's right. And we study, you know, acting with predominantly a focus on classical, like Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. And it's for two years. And the perk is it's free. You get a stipend. And I feel like they need, they're gonna, they need to pay me for this. I'm doing a promo for them. Free promo. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you get to participate in four festival stage Shakespeare productions at the Old Globe during the summertime. So we work year round. So that's why they're able to do it in two years as opposed to like, I think other programs are a lot of them are three years, uh, some even four. But the reason why we are able to do it in two years is because we work through the summer. So we don't have any recess for two years. Right, right. Um, 
But that's great yeah. because also like the Old Globe is like professional. I mean, it's prof- it's like a very prestigious professional theater company um, that everyone wants to work for. It's amazing too because you're in Balboa Park, which if you've never if you've ever been to San Diego, oh, it's gorgeous out there. If you've ever been to San Diego, you're in this. I mean, the first time I went there was way before I went to you know school there. And you get there and you feel like you're in Spain or something. Like it's like all of these sort of like Spanish style buildings. And then this beautiful, the amazing, like you said, theatrical institution just right there um, with the zoo behind. I mean, literally you'll go out there and you'll see Shakespeare in the evening among the stars and <laughs> behind the actors who are working, you'll hear lions roaring or you'll hear animals because the zoo, the San Diego <laughs> zoo is right there. It's amazing. Or you'll hear like weird, like, you know, peacock bird just being like, you know, like just in the background. Why you're um, like to be or not to be. That, that is, is the, the question. Question. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So I know we just dived right in. We were like head we did, on. We did. But um, how did you decide to go to grad school? Because I think there's a stigma with that with some actors. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've ever heard uh-huh. of that stigma. But of course, I've it's heard like. Multiple. Of course. I mean, the ones that I have heard of are like, okay, you go to grad school when, you know, you're kind of like auditions aren't happening or things aren't rolling or, or you just like want to go study to be a teacher or things like that. What was the reason that you decided to go to grad school? And, and obviously this was around COVID timeframe, I'm guessing, it was. which we're still in to be real, but you know, yeah. To start with getting into acting. Um, I was just, uh, first of all, I have ADHD and I'm proud to be somebody with ADHD. Uh, just because like, it's just my brain just works completely different, you know? Mm. Um, so as a child, I just was all over the place, always doing just, you know, different skits. I just always wanted to be kind of the entertaining, not necessarily like the center of attention, but just entertaining and making people laugh. And I was always singing songs and everything. And so actually, but I didn't really fall into acting. I found the choir first. So I was like singing first, you know, and then it was, you know, I, I think I did like a community theater show. I was supposed to do a community theater show of um, Fiddler on the Roof when I was like 10. But then I broke my wrist on a gas powered scooter. Oh my God. So I couldn't do it. So actually it wasn't really until eighth grade that I did Grease. And I was like, you know, I played the teen angel, I sang beauty school dropout because I was a soprano at that time. Um, and, but then I really fell in love with it in, in high school and like what made me want to really go into it specifically musical theater, um, at first was playing Captain Hook in the play, Peter Pan. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You played Captain Hook. I did. I did. I played Captain Hook. Did you have the hair and everything as you do now? I did not have the long hair. They gave, they wig, they put a wig. They put a wig on on top of my, they put a wig on my head. Um, Wait, and I, I can, wasn't I even can like, imagine like your 10, I can just see yourself. I can see your young self just playing this role and killing it. I just have to say that. I did win a thespian award for it. Come so, on. you know, <laughs> but I feel bad for Rohan Duran because Rohan, oh, bless the guy. He, he's, he's a, he's an old friend from, from high school and he was so involved in, in, in acting and he was like the star pupil and I was doing musicals, but he would do the plays, you know? And then I just one day after school, I was like, I think I'm going to I'm going to audition for Captain Hook. It's a play, though. You know, I don't have the singing to, like, back me up. 
and everybody thought Rohan was going to get it. And I, I stole it from Rohan. You swooped in. I swooped as, in. As Mr. Hook does. As Mr. Hook does. <laughs> I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together. And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr. And on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Where did you grow up? I grew up in uh, Carmel, Indiana. Okay. Which is a li- which is a suburb of Indianapolis. Um, it's about twenty five minutes north. Um, and now it's like basically Disney World. It's this little like wild little town, and in it used what used to be cornfields and like farmland has now blossomed. They have this beautiful performing arts center over there, and like a huge arts district. And it's like just a beautiful little suburb, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I grew up. So I found myself, so I found my way into the choir. 
So let's fast forward. So then I went to okay. the Boston Conservatory. Great. Okay, just casual, Boko. Awesome. <laughs> Throw that in there. Boko. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> graduated and moved to New York, and I did the musical theater uh, track. And I was really, I was like in the ensemble, and then like understudying and working a lot regionally. But I got this. I got bit by the bug of like, you know what? Like, I want to do Shakespeare. I feel like I need. I feel like. I want to be, I don't want to just be doing the ensemble and I, and I don't always want to be having to sing eight shows a week in this demanding. It sounds like you wanted more tools. I wanted more tools. I also had some stuff, you know, as a, as a Latine actor in, in undergrad, some, you know, I had a couple of professors that I am not too fond of that kind of just made me feel like I didn't have a place in classical theater if we, if we don't have to like dive super deep, if you don't, if that's not comfortable, but. I think it's important. I, th- I think it's important. You know, I had a teacher, I won't mention their name. So we were working on Shakespeare and I started and he cut me off. Like on the first line, I was like, you know, it's interesting. You don't see many Latinos doing the classics. And, and then he was like, interesting, isn't it? Hmm. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and then he kind of just like brushed over me and told me to sit down and just essentially I just felt like that wasn't for me. That wasn't for us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I never really even tried to do it, Mm. but then I saw I was um, working at the old globe on this great show, the heart of rock and roll, which is about Huey Lewis. It's Huey Lewis in the news musical. And I saw Shakespeare on the stage and I saw people of color doing Shakespeare. And I was like, I want to do, I want to do that. Mm. That would be an incredible thing to accomplish to get to sink my teeth into that kind of language that you know and reclaim it mm-hmm. through my point of view, my perspective, my experience. I auditioned for for grad school, I think a year out of my undergrad, and I didn't get in. And but I got great feedback, and it was like you know go and get some more experience, your little green. And so I went and got a bunch of experience and had you know a great career before I went to school. Um, and then I, I just got that, I got the itch again and I auditioned and I, and I got into that. The, the best program for me was, was the old globes program. And so for me, it was about, yes, there's teaching, you know, those are some, some of the things you mentioned earlier, um, Daryl and about people going because they want to teach or people going because they're not really getting success in the professional uh, realm. And for me, it wasn't that for me, it was, I was getting success, but I found myself going kind of staying in one track, which is like musical theater, uh, jukebox musicals. And not to say that I don't love doing that. I just was like, I'm not getting any auditions for Shakespeare. And if I am, I don't, I feel ill-equipped to a certain extent to be able to handle it. And for me, I would always use this analogy where I felt like I was grabbing at fireflies in the work Mm. where like I would reach out and sometimes when I would catch one, I'd be this, you know, incredible, awesome thing. And, and the work would be fantastic. But then a lot of the times I would, you know, kind of miss and I'd be like, I don't know what I'm, I'm doing. And that's a beautiful thing. I think we should always kind of be like, I don't really know what I'm doing because the, the infinite possibilities could come out of that. Right. But I just wanted to feel like I could have more to cling on to and more to build from and open myself up to a higher echelon and have more options in terms of like, cause I want to do it all. I want to do film. I want to do TV. I want to do 
I'm so in love with Shakespeare right now. And I, and I still don't know what the hell I'm doing half the time, but I go back to the text hour after hour and just sink more and more into it and find things that I can relate to in it. Um, so, you know, and I think that's a testament to how powerful it is. It's lasted this long and that we could find new things within it and, and bring, you know, again, as a Latin, Latine man, bring my own experiences to it. I love that. I mean, just going back to Boko for a hot second, because um, I think uh-huh. it's really important just because I also think that like many of many of us Latina people have experienced this, whether no, even if you weren't an actor. Right. Let's say you I don't I, we've had so many other guests here who've been chefs and, and politicians. Oh, I love that. You know, a Latina person doing that. Wow. I've never I would have never. Hmm, interesting. Right. You know, yeah. and I just want to kind of like even go further for you because it's, you know, I mean, you're about to star at the public theater. Um, and I'm just going to say it. You can't get any more like fuck you, Boko, than that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are about to do Shakespeare in the park at the Delacour. I mean, you can't. Come on, man. Like, where's the oh round of applause? Oh, my like- gosh. Thank you so much. No. Because it's, it, it's, it's a, a dream, dream, man. I literally am it's like... It's a dream. It's a dream. I, I'm listening to you and I'm like, I want to cry because I'm like, I totally... Because, you know, I, and you know that, you know, my love for Shakespeare and I studied in London and I know you I'm too. obsessed that, and, and you're working with Lori Woolery who directed Dreamhouse, oh who's a dream gosh. herself and she's an amazing Latina woman that we will hopefully have on the show. Um, but I love hearing you speak and like hearing how this is all coming full circle to you because it's like, yeah, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We don't. But we're working towards something. And when you listen to that little thing in your mind, in your voice, that little voice in your head, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to do this again. And look at where it's led you. Shakespeare the part. <laughs> Talk to us about that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, for me, like, it's so easy. I want to talk about that. Um, I obviously am so excited to do this. This has been a huge dream of mine. And what I've realized in my life is, and not not to say that, I needed to switch my mentality less from like product orientation to process and loving the process and loving and like loving the craft, you know, because for so long I was like, I just got to be, I, I need to be on Broadway and I don't care what it is. And I'll, I'll take anything, What you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's obviously like still there. It still exists that as a dream, you know, that's the child who, who went and saw that, those those shows here, you, everybody remembers their first Broadway show, and they're and and wanting to achieve that. But I switch my mentality more to like taste all the different like mediums of theater, you know. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I started doing that and sticking true to my gut in that way, and I accomplished this thing here that I've wanted to do for for ten years. I've wanted to do. I remember. I was, people were like, you know, that's the, that's where you do Shakespeare. The real Shakespeare actors, they work at the, they work on the Delacorte and all these amazing names that have come through there, you know, Al Pacino and, and, and Meryl Streep and Raul Julia, amazing Latine uh, actor, God rest his soul, um, who have worked on that stage. And it happened a lot sooner than, than I thought, you know, like it happened so much sooner than I thought because it, but it was the right thing. You know, it's this beautiful adaptation Um with, with music and, and lyrics by uh, uh, Jaina Taub. And she just did uh, Sucks at the Public, Woolery. I mean, she's she's amazing. I know you did Dreamhouse with her. And I'm so happy that I got to see that yeah. as well. And that was before I even met you. But I was like, we love her. <laughs> um, 
So, okay, I'm rambling. I'm going on a tangent. No, so, no, no. I, I think it's um, so important to hear your hear your pure excitement for this show. I cannot wait. When does it actually open? It opens on August 10th, and then it runs through uh, September 11th. Um, and you're in so rehearsals we'll right now, right? We're in rehearsals. We started rehearsals last week. Although uh, I got- To be a I fly got, on the wall. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an incredible group of people. So this is part of the Public Works, which is an incredible organization they have at the public. I think this is the 10th year. And they bring professional actors and community actors from all five bureaus of New York together. And yesterday we went around and all introduced ourselves. And um, there's somebody represented from, from all five. And such a wonderfully diverse group of people. And you just see passion for, for Shakespeare and for storytelling and for this story as you like it, which is so important right now and a really powerful message within there. And, and then Lori Woolery at the helm of it, she just has this huge heart, you know, like it's just, you can see like her passion is for theater, mm-hmm. but it's for people more than anything else. Absolutely. And she just knows how to bring all the best people together. I'm just so humbled and excited. Uh, and everybody should come and see it because it's just going to be this beautiful, colorful, magical story. And you're playing. I'm playing Touchstone. <laughs> yes. The clown. Naturally. Oh my gosh, I hope I'm funny. Latines in love with Shakespeare. We, I oh mean, my God, yeah. are we going to write a book called Latines in love with Shakespeare? We should. We should. There, we, we We should. We should get together and do it. Actually, we need to work on something together. Yeah, yeah. That'll we should be, do a comedy be... together. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm thinking like, like I don't know, maybe like Twelfth Night. Let's call Lori. We'll figure this out. Let's. let's she'll, figure... she'll figure it out. <laughs> she'll figure it out. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories, and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I want to kind of like change gears for a second because I know that there's something that you and I have spoken about that you're also extremely passionate about. Um, I should I shouldn't say passionate. I should say you have thoughts about. Okay. Because throughout our conversations of us getting to know each other recently, we have spoken yes. about our upbringings and being Latina yeah. and um, obviously being in this community, but also like in our, within our own community language and and i and i I switch over to language because i mean shakespeare is a language and Uh this episode is obviously about language um so let's switching from shakespeare to spanish um what is your relationship to the language it is a relationship you know what i'm saying it is a relationship absolutely uh and 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 i don't i'm not i'm not fluent and so often it's a tumultuous thing because it's this, it's this odd thing. I shared a wall with my grand, I'm Colombian. That's my background. In the late nineties, when my grandmother passed away, so that would be my dad's, my, my Colombian side is my dad's side. My dad wanted to take care of his dad. So he, so he moved my grandfather, my abuelo into our house in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And they, they immigrated from Colombia to uh, Long Island, to uh, Bayshore, Long Island. Um, in the sixties. That's an amazing story. Um, a long story, so I won't get into it, but basically they, they, they immigrated in the sixties. And, and so when my dad settled us down in, in Indiana, he brought my grandfather in to take care of him and, and gave him a room in his house that he built. And so I shared a wall with my grandfather and I would go, I would hear my father, my grandfather talking in Spanish every morning. And the thing was, you know, my grandfather would talk to us and we would try to talk back. The Spanish programs in school were kind of, <clears throat> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, in the Midwest, especially. But also, so the reason why I say tumultuous is because, and I wrote about in my thesis in, in grad school about this. Um, you know, my father was bullied a lot growing up on Long Island. And he, he was, I mean, it, back 
in the 60s when he was growing up, they didn't have the programs they have now. And so he was held back twice. He was put in special education class because he didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. And he was bullied and ridiculed. And they told him that he, you know, they called my, my grandfather and said, you know, uh, your son has a super low IQ, which wasn't the case. He just didn't know how to, he didn't know what the questions were in English on mm-hmm. the IQ test. And so I think all of that took a toll on my dad and he wanted to do, and I, I don't blame him, you know, he wanted to assimilate my, my sister and I into whiteness the, the most he could and, and Americanize us to, you know, English to the best he could in Indiana so that we could fit in and we could ha- we wouldn't go through the things that he went through mm. growing up. And so he made the choice to not really talk to us in Spanish. And so I, I do have a relationship to it. When I hear people speak Spanish, whenever I throw in little Spanish words here and there, I talk to my grandfather as, and it's difficult, you know, cause I, I struggle I have to repeat things. I have to ask him to repeat things. But it's this beautiful negotiation of like <laughs> identity, you know, because it's been an identity crisis thing. You know, I feel like the first 18 years of my life growing up in, in Indiana, being a minority there in, in, in a school full of 4,500 4, people, 4,500 kids, high school, 4,500 kids. And there was like 20 Latina people there. I just I, I just felt like a huge part of my culture. I don't want to say that, though, because at home, like. My grandfather would cook, you know, uh, sancocho and, and like tostones and like all of these, you know, Colombian dishes. And my father would too. And so like, I feel like a huge part of our cuisine was like very much, you know, Colombian and, and the, the influence from, right. from our background, home. from our heritage, yeah. from home. Um, but yeah, language was always, was always a struggle. And it wasn't until I went to, to undergrad and I was in a room full of like a lot of these, you know, classmates and friends of mine who were from uh, uh, Miami, who, mm-hmm. who were fluent and so in touch with their culture that I started to try to dig in and, and learn more. And I am on that journey now right. of trying to of trying to to learn the language, um, and it's a slow and steady practice, you know. Yeah, as you're speaking, I never really thought about like. And maybe this is just my privilege of like being a New Yorker, Dominican New Yorker who like, you know, obviously I go to Washington Heights and there's thousands of us. And then, you know, I grew up upstate where there was like five of us. And, you know, so I was able to see beyond where I grew up and understand that if I just go to my backyard, there's a whole world of us. Right. And I never realized that privilege until you're you're speaking now, because I feel like if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be fluent in Spanish. I probably mm. would. Um, and, you know, my mother um, is a, got her doctorate in English education as oh, a, amazing. Like, as a, like a, I think, and that was her like way of being like, you know, I came to this country at 14. I didn't speak the language. I'm going to master it. That's just my mom. That's who she is. Um, yeah. But it's like, I, and I also remember, you know, I spoke little Spanish at home, you know, and that and that, but it wasn't until I went to I, I I begged my mom to let me go to Costa Rica in high school. Oh yeah, as an exchange yeah. student, 
because I really just wanted to be immersed. And I was like, I don't want to know little, I want to learn more. And I want to go to the Heights and be able to talk to my grandmother and this and that, and like be able to talk to my friends that I've met who are coming from DR. And so I feel like I just closely also relate to like, and I think there's something in the reason why we both love Shakespeare so much. I think like we both love language. And that's why I wanted to like touch base on Spanish because I know when we first met, that's my other thing too that I'm working on. I'm like, Daryl, and don't be assuming everybody out here speaks Spanish. <laughs> but because I, I remember uh-huh. I, I, I literally spoke like full on sentences to you and you were like, um, um, hey. I was like, see. Uh, <laughs> And I was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I totally assumed. And like, oh, I mean, and I, and I was like, Daryl, and like, you know, not everybody has that same, that is on, they're on their different journey with the language. Um, Well, simultaneously though, not every, I I will sit there and be like, no, 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 slow it down, you know, and repeat what you said. Mm -hmm. But at the same time on my end, I can't assume that every Spanish speaker is going to want to take the time mm. to break to break it down, nor should they have to. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? But I also so, feel like it's my duty to. <laughs> well, if you want to, then that's just free Spanish lessons for me, and I'm down to do that. And I'm I'm down to talk to you any day. So. Listen, we gotta we gotta <laughs> all be there for each other. And I just think that, like, I don't know. There's something really fascinating that us as both Americanized Latina young people in this world moving around, like, I just related so much to you. I still get nervous speaking Spanish, even if I feel like I'm fluent or people are like, no, you're fluent, you're fluent. I'm like, uh, sometimes I get a little grammar thing, you know, sometimes I'm not, right, right. you know, sometimes my writing ain't, listen, writing and speaking is a whole different thing. So <laughs> sometimes my writing's not that strong, but there's this like disconnect that we as like Americanized young Latina people have been there's something that's been instilled in us. You know, even my mother, I think about my mother, I'm like, she came to America and she was like, I'm going to get the biggest degree you can get in English literature and, and know everything in English. Like, well, I mean, it's like that aspirational immigrant mentality of like, if people aren't going to give me the respect, you know, I'm going to excel and do the best, achieve the highest level of the the thing Mm -hmm. because then I've proven to myself and proven to everybody else, even though why do we have to do that? You know what I'm saying? I definitely saw that with my dad. My dad, you know, he wanted, he went to school for for business and computer sciences Mm. and he wanted to own a business and he wanted to buy a big house and he wanted to have, you know, all of the, the American dream, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. he wanted to achieve that. And for himself, but, you know, a little bit. So he, I think, could have had that acceptance. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as the, as the outsider. Mm-hmm. Interesting how these, these things are passed on generationally because oh, yeah. that was a huge thing for me too. I was like, I shouldn't have to prove, I shouldn't, we shouldn't have to prove anything. You know what I'm saying? Um, but there was something inside of me that was like, I need to prove to myself maybe. And mm. it's not the piece of paper degree. It's all of the struggles and everything that happened in your process towards that. That's just this reminder. That's just this, I maybe like, um, maybe that maybe I look at my degree as sort of just like a, it's like a giant, you ever write like words of aspiration, uh, uh, not a, uh, affirmation. Yes. On like a post-it note. It's like, I am enough. And you put it on your, <laughs> on your mirror or whatever. Yes. So for me, my degree <laughs> is just a giant word affirmation. of affirmation, you know? Mm. And so I wonder if if your if your mother 
can relate to that. Uh, in, oh, in you some you bet way. that degree is posted right in the house when you walk uh, in. She wears, it's proud. It's her it's her, her gem, her prized possession. Yeah, and, and I also should, I mean, and also I think as as us as as their children, we both wear I wear that pridefully pridefully as well. You know, like look mm-hmm. at what my mom's accomplished, and then it's like. You know, obviously, we are doing it in our own way as well. It's 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 wild to see generational. I don't want to call it generational trauma. What's a better word for it, Chris? Oh my gosh, uh, generational. People would say that, but I, yeah. I, you know what? I call it intergenerational anxiety. That's what I would Ooh, I would call it. intergenerational you know, anxiety. Whew, people would yeah. say like the the trauma is passed down, but I don't want to say like trauma because. You know, anxiety is something that a lot of us deal with on a, on a day-to-day thing. But mm. for me, it's also like an energy and a, and, a, and a fuel. And it's something that I just have to reckon with and, and deal with and overcome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but because of it, I don't know if I would have achieved all these things if, if, if I hadn't had those traumatic or or experiences or, or, or dealt with, with these anxieties. Right. Or seeing my father's, you know, his journey and, and learn from that and experience. So that's what I call it. I don't know if like, I love that. No, I love that. Scientists are like scholars. Or, Someone's you know, listening to that and they're like, oh, these people don't like, know what they're it's talking not about. Called that. <laughs> it's not called that. Okay. But what I love about whatever it is that whatever it is that the scholars call it um, is is what you and I have done and are doing with it, especially listening to your story. And um, you it's a journey about to take the stage to kill this production. And um, everybody, if you're in the city, go catch Christopher M. Ramirez in As You Like It. At the Delacour Theater. He's about, to, he's about to kill it. I can't wait to come and root you on. This is the moment of Morenita that everyone's been Ooh. waiting for. <gasps> because we got some questions for you. Some really special questions. Are you ready? Okay. Yes, please. Yes, please. Okay. Yes. Well, I have, to, I have to ask, what is your favorite Shakespeare play? That's hard. I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say Twelfth Night because it was the, it was the play that introduced me to, and I feel like it's like everybody's, you know, but it's the one, I did a Shakespeare camp that my, my aunt and uncle uh, enrolled my sister and I in when I was like eight years old. And that was my, and I played Sir Toby. We did like a miniature uh, selections. The, The junior, junior version. Yeah. And so I have to say like, I don't know if I would even be here. If it wasn't for that play. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say Twelfth Night. I'm going to say Twelfth Night. It was the first play that I did in grad school. It was the first full-fledged Shakespeare play that I did it in, in entirety. So I'm going to say Twelfth Night. Okay. I love that for you. But, but, but I also yes. would say my favorite Shakespeare play is the one that my, I would say my favorite Shakespeare play is the one I'm currently working on. Of course. But I'm going to say my favorite Shakespeare oh, character. Oh, here we go. <laughs> My favorite Shakespeare character is Iago because I try to, I, I think it's a wonderful exploration in like why villainous people mm-hmm. do what they do. Do what they do. They're hurting. Yes. They're, they're hurting. I love Iago And it doesn't, too. it doesn't, uh, it doesn't absolve them. It doesn't like justify them, but he's, he's hurting. It's such a great character. Such a great role. I mean. Oh my gosh. Such an intense journey. Okay, second question. 
If you could switch the lead character of a movie into a different film, who would it be and into what film? I'm going to have to do some math here. Okay, so if I could switch a lead character Mm -hmm. from any film? From any movie into a different movie. Uh Uh-huh. So he's... There's, they are still playing the lead in another movie. Who would it be and into what film? This is an intense question. Okay, I got it. I got it. Hannibal Lecter. Okay. Into like best in show, like okay. mockumentary. Okay. Which character in that though? Like any Christopher Guest movie, but like best <laughs> in show, like a dog show, Hannibal Lecter. At a dog show, being like Clarice, I love is this. my pooch's name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think you Clarice. have something here. I think you have something here. Wait, that's rich. You are a clown, indeed. A clown, indeed. Okay, third and last question. Okay. What have you seen or read lately that you'd recommend to our listeners? Um. I'm going to do two things because they actually, this is, thank you for asking this question. It really, um, Peaky Blinders is the TV show. Of course. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I got COVID recently, so I binged Peaky Blinders. I just, I just love sort of like, there's wit and humor, but like, it's dark and it's like, I'm rooting for the bad guys. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And they also like use language exceptionally I was going to say well. the language in the, uh, the script, the cinematography, or like oh everything my, about beautiful. that show. And then, um, it also, it's dangerous though, because it makes me want to sit there and like light up a cigarette and drink and scotch, drink scotch. You know, all yes. day. Chris, you're invited over. Going to <laughs> Blinders, the next, oh, the movie, the movie's coming out next. Did you know that? There's a movie coming out now? Chris. Oh my God, I'm so, uh, so excited. The um, next okay, I'm level is movie. And because of, because of Peaky Blinders, in the sixth season, I don't think I'm giving away any, uh, anything away by saying this. But Spoiler they, alert, uh, if, that, if anything. <laughs> but Tommy does a, he delivers a poem at, and I think it's in the first episode, to like a group of people that are there. And it's called The Poison Tree by William Blake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just a really, really beautiful poem. But a William Blake, I've been reading William Blake poems a little bit every day. I love that. Oh, that's what I've been reading. That was my favorite question questionnaire moment of Moranita so far. That was so good. Oh, that just hit home. Chris. Oh, good. Thank you so much for coming on here and for like thank sharing for the love of language with us. And like, just really hits me. I feel like we have... I'm so glad we connected finally in this universe. I think the universe works in miraculous and crazy ways. So um, so grateful that our paths have crossed and continue to cross. Thank you for having me. You have such an incredible spirit, uh, Darylin. I, I, it's just magnetic, electric. I'm so glad that you have this podcast. Thank you for having me on it. I, I'm not gonna lie. I get a little nervous on these things, but you made me feel so <laughs> welcome and comfortable. And I yeah. thank you for letting me come on here and just ramble about love and what I love to do. And yes, if we want to follow me- you and like continue following your journey, where do our listeners tap in? How do we find you? What's the plug? Um, it's on Instagram, which I, I remember as he, as, there, he, but- as he's finding. <laughs> 
It's C underscore Ram, brother man. Is it brother with an A or brother? B-R-O-T-H-A-M-A-N. I'm going to have you spell the whole thing out. (laughs) Okay. C underscore R-A-M-B-R-O-T-H-A-M-A-N. And maybe I need a new uh, social media, a publicist, <laughs> or a social media guru out there who, you know, will have opinions about that. But I love this. I love this. Everybody go follow Chris. He's amazing. He's incredible. Go find him. And as you like it at Delacour stage, um, Shakespeare in the park this summer, it's going to be incredible. We cannot wait to see you and support you so much. Love Chris. Thanks for coming on what <laughs> Thank you so much, Darren. Thank you for having me. This has been such a pleasure. Morenita is a production of Sonoro in partnership with iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, Let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainer, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.